Welcome to the podcast. I'm Jeff Magnuson. In today's episode, I want to go through six questions that I have gotten on TikTok that are pretty popular. They're not in any order, but they're very common. I get them a lot. Privately, I get them on Instagram from time to time, and I wanted to put together an episode where I can address all six questions for your benefit. So let's get right into it. The first question is, when do I ask about salary? The reason this question is so good is because a lot of companies don't publish their salary ranges in job descriptions. That's by design. It's a negotiation tactic, and they want candidates to speak first. In many cases, when you have a phone screen with HR, or sometimes if you're given an application or something else to fill out, they may ask you, what are you looking for in terms of salary? And you may put down a range. But you can never assume that what you are looking for matches what they are willing to pay. Therefore, you don't want too much time to go by before asking about salary. So as a general rule of thumb, if you have a phone screen, let's not count that because it's usually just a very quick 30-minute interview with HR or a recruiter. It's not typically with somebody deeply involved in the role. However, if they ask you back and you have an interview with your future manager and other colleagues and salary still doesn't come up, then don't agree to another interview if there's another round of interviews without bringing up salary yourself. You can simply say if HR reaches out to you and say, hey, they want you to come back to meet more of the team. I'm very excited to meet more of the team. However, we haven't discussed salary yet. Can we please discuss at least the broad strokes to make sure that this makes sense for you and for me? Generally speaking, You don't want to bring up salary too early in the conversation. It just doesn't translate well. So that first phone screen with HR, don't bring up salary, don't bring up benefits, don't bring off paid time off. During that first interview with your hiring manager, same thing. Don't bring it up unless they bring it up. Be prepared to talk about it, but don't bring it up. As I said, if they want you to come back again, and you still have no clarity on what the salary is, then you can bring it up before scheduling additional interviews. Question number two, why are you looking to leave your current company? This is also a pretty popular interview question, and it's one that I really can't stand because it doesn't really bring a lot of value to the discussion. And as job seekers, you need to be really careful about how you answer this question because you never want to badmouth your current employer. Don't forget the people you're meeting with, you just met them. This is their first impression of you. So you want to make it a positive one. You want it to be upbeat. There's two ways that you can answer this question. If you're absolutely looking to get out of this role, you've had it, you don't like your current company, that's fine, but don't talk about it in that way. You can simply say, it's been a great three years at XYZ company. I've learned a lot. I've made a lot of friends. And now I'm looking to leverage that experience into more responsibility. And your company here at ABC, the role fits with what I am looking for. 
This way you can quickly turn it around to why the company you are interviewing with is the reason you're there, not so much that you're running away from a bad situation. Alternatively, if you are somewhat content where you are at your current role at XYZ, then you can answer it honestly. You can say, I'm not necessarily looking to leave my job. I saw this role come up. It seems really interesting. I like the products that you guys make, and I'm here to learn more. And that's it. You want to keep your answers very brief. You don't want to be negative and redirect the conversation back to the company you're interviewing with, not the company you're currently at. Number three, is my resume gap really a big deal? I get this question a lot from people all ages. And the idea of a resume gap, it's just a made-up term from people in recruiting or HR. I don't know why it was made up, but people have, have run with it and blown it way out of proportion to make it seem like if you've been working for a number of years, but then you had to stop working for one reason or another, you're somehow less valuable than if you had been working straight through. And if you think about that, just on the surface, it's ridiculous. Sometimes people have to take time off to help a sick or elderly family member. Sometimes people get laid off. Sometimes people quit. Sometimes people are fired. Sometimes people are sick. Things happen in life that have nothing to do with work. And good hiring managers, good HR people, good recruiters, they understand this. They're not going to harp on resume gaps and think that because you haven't been working for six months or a year, that something's wrong with you or that you're lazy. That's just a fear that gets thrown around and, and amplified by the wrong people or people giving really terrible advice. Companies have no problems if job seekers are in fear or hesitate or make it seem like they have the upper hand over job seekers. Resume gaps are no big deal. They happen. Yeah, you should be able to talk about it or explain it, but you absolutely do not need to go into any type of detail. You can simply say, I took personal time last year because of family reasons done. You do not need to go into any type of personal business, especially when you're talking with people you've just met. It's none of their business. If they can't respect your privacy or they can't comprehend that sometimes life gets in the way of work, then maybe where you're interviewing or the person you're speaking with is not the right fit for you. What are your weaknesses? So this is obviously a very common question that's been around forever. First, the idea of weaknesses really needs to be talked about because, you know, for me, I'm not a surgeon. I don't have a medical degree, so I can't operate on somebody. Is that a weakness? No, because I'm never going to need that skill. You know, so the idea of weaknesses, what they're really asking is what business skills that do you have that you can be a little bit better at. That's it. Don't be thrown off by the word weakness or if they say, what's your greatest weakness? It's none of their business what your greatest weakness is, whatever it is. Most people don't focus on their weaknesses. They focus on their strengths. So when you hear this question, think of a business skill or two that you can be a little bit better at as determined by you. 
So here's two examples. Number one could be a software skill, like Microsoft Excel or PowerPoint. Maybe you simply haven't had to use those programs very much in your current role. And you can simply say that, what I just said. And then you can say, I've been taking courses on YouTube or Udemy or Coursera to really familiarize myself with pivot tables and VLOOKUPs and so on. And now I'm much more comfortable than, wh- than where I was just a month ago. Now, just be careful if the role is Excel heavy You're not going to want to use Excel as the example because that's a main component of the new role, but you get the idea. It's finding a software skill as an example that's not going to harm you, but can show that, okay, you're not great at it, but you're taking steps to get better at it. Another example is public speaking. A lot of people are afraid to speak in public, and that's fine. So you could simply say, I'm not very comfortable speaking in public. It's a skill I want to get better at. I'm comfortable in meetings. I'm comfortable in breakout sessions. But presenting formally to a group is an area in which I don't have a lot of experience, but I've practiced at home and I look forward to opportunities where I can build up this skill and get better. That's all you have to answer for those questions. A couple of business skills that you need to improve a little bit. And what are you doing to improve upon them or how are you thinking about them? What if my brand new job is toxic? Now, unfortunately, this does happen where people are either misled or maybe didn't pay close enough attention during the interview and they started a new job and three or four weeks in and it's terrible really, really bad. And if that's the case and you want to leave or you want to start interviewing somewhere else, by all means, do so. A, if you can quit and you have the financial means to just walk away and that's what you want to do, you certainly can. You don't even have to put that role on your resume. You can just continue to look around. Or if you do leave it on your resume or if it's not on your resume and you start interviewing elsewhere and they say, wait, why, why are you looking to leave? You can simply say, this is not the job that I thought it would be. You're not really bad-mouthing the company, but you do want to be moderately honest here If since it's only been a month or two months or three months. You could tell the new job, look, this is not the role that I was led to believe and it's not really a good fit. This is what I'm looking for. This is why I'm here. And I, I look forward to asking you some questions about this role. That's it. It happens from time to time. It's obviously a lousy feeling, but don't ever feel like you have to stay in a role simply because you signed an at-will offer letter or your parents are telling you you can't quit or your friends are telling you you can't quit or the headhunter's telling you you can't quit or, or look elsewhere. You absolutely can. It's your life. It's your career. You can do whatever you want. And then finally, why do you want to work for our company? This is such an important interview question that as a job seeker, you have to have this answer ready to go to really stand out from other candidates. You do not want to come across as a candidate who is there simply because the company has a job opening. You want to be able to articulate why the role and why the company interests you in detail. What is it about what they do there? What is it about the role that's going to help you? What value can you bring 
to the role based on your experience or based on your interest, depending upon the level. You want to make the company feel special. If they're interviewing candidates and they're like, um, you know, basically here because you have a job opening, and then you come in and articulate why the company and the role interests you for your career and what you can do for them, you're going to stand out. Absolutely do the research. Understand what the company does, maybe any recent news that you can bring up just to show that you've been doing the research. Think about the role in more detail. And again, what you can bring to the table, but also realizing that you have a lot to learn and you're willing to do so. And that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions, please drop me a line on my website jeffmagnusonconsulting.com. If you've been enjoying the podcast, please rate and review it on Apple or Spotify. It would mean a lot to me. I'll see you at the next episode.